given this is still a developing market we don't have as many mechanical experts as we have for ic if you see the servicing or repair of electric vehicles requires a very highly qualified mechanics the skilled right. workforce sure. in india is currently smaller than it is for traditional car mechanics and due to this the cost of hiring a specialized mechanic the labor cost for repair or replacement may be higher according to wri and orf India today is the world's fourth most significant greenhouse gas emitter and we also rank third amongst countries with the world's worst air quality. The problem is more severe in North India as 13 of the North Indian cities are among 15 of the world's most polluted. We all know that vehicles are a big contributor to pollution and in fact in India they are the fastest growing source of carbon emissions. It's no wonder that electric vehicles are gaining popularity. Some of the government policies too have drafted favorable policies to make EVs more popular among customers. Though EVs account for only 4.7% of total automobiles sold in India, the segment saw a growth of over 200% YoY in FY22. Between June 22 and May 2023, India saw over 13 lakh EVs being sold. While we have seen a lot of talk in the media about electric vehicles, we know very little when it comes to getting insurance for them. Now the reason why we need to talk about this in more detail is because an electric vehicle differs a lot from a normal vehicle or what we typically call the ICE vehicles. This naturally means the premiums that you pay for a motor insurance cannot be priced in the same manner. The components of a normal vehicle or an ICE vehicle and that of an EV vary so much. The parts sometimes might not be easily repairable either. The damages that can be caused are different too and the repair costs are not cheap either. Because while a random garage is very easy to find at every nook and corner of the country, the story is not the same for EVs. And for the insurance part, we aren't even sure how these plans are structured. Do they offer everything that one would need in an EV vehicle and whether they are expensive or cheap? Whether you are an EV vehicle owner or someone considering buying an EV vehicle, there are too many things that you need to be aware of to make sure your vehicle is fully protected. You're listening to a brand new episode of Insuring India, a podcast by Digit Insurance, and I am your host Sabri Saran. Stay with me for this wonderful conversation with Mayur Kacholia, who's the head of motor product at Digit General Insurance and also leads the EV segment for the company. He takes us through the differences between an ICE and EV vehicle, why it's challenging to price an EV insurance product, what are the new options available in the market, how are they priced, and more. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thanks Avrij, thank you for having me. So Mayur before we uh, start talking in detail about EV insurance for our listeners can you tell us how big has the electric vehicle segment gotten in India especially compared to other developed economies? Sure Avrij, let me give some stats and projection. So right. 
global electrical vehicle market is expected to expand at a cagr of almost 21.7 till 2030 these are the projections that are being made even for india we are expecting that indian ev industry will grow by a cagr of 36% niti ayog who is very much aiming to achieve a huge penetration expects that ev sales will have a penetration of almost 70% for all commercial vehicle 30% for private car 40% for buses and more than 80% for two wheeler and three wheeler by 2030 within next 6 7 years as you have already mentioned in your introduction we have seen almost the growth is doubled over last year this right. year we have sold more than 10 lakh evs with almost 206% year on year growth if you right. see the penetration of electric vehicle this will account for around 4.7% of overall automobile right. if i have to talk about line of business wise two wheeler has been the highest selling by count if you see even the month on month trends the month on month trends have been increasing for two wheeler where in the month of may 23 more than 1 lakh vehicles were sold from electric after right. june if you know there was removal of subsidy that was that is available on electric vehicles right. and hence we have seen some drop in the month of june which again by august has covered and we have reached around 62000 of electric vehicles two wheeler sold in india right again continuing on the two wheeler even month on month if i see two wheeler electric vehicles as a percentage of non electric vehicles the penetration of ev as we say it has been ranging from 4 to 5% which in the month of may almost touched 7% if you see the kind of manufacturers are still entering into two wheeler market there are a lot of new oems or the existing oems which used to produce ic vehicles are now moving towards electric vehicles and as and when they come with the kind of distribution they have i'm sure this will start catching up very quickly if right. we move on to next segment let's say three wheeler pers- passenger carrying vehicle mm-hmm. this segment has already touched almost 50 60% penetration meaning 60% of passenger carrying vehicles flying on roads are electric vehicle already this has been oh, consistent wow. mm-hmm. till january this used to be around 50% which as on august has touched 58 60% three wheeler pcv obviously get given the uses uh, the implementation or the execution or the moving towards electric vehicle have been very faster similar right. kind of thing is also seen in three wheeler goods carrying vehicle what used to be 34% market penetration in january 23 by august it has already touched around 46% so these two segments if we see are very clearly in line with what niti ayog is projecting and i am very sure that they will achieve this penetration percentage much before time right if we go to four wheeler this is where i believe there is still a lack of penetration maybe while the sales have been increasing rapidly the kind of new vehicles that are getting launched are happening however maybe we may have some time for these uh, vehicles to have a very good penetration majorly because of the maybe the affordability issues because the cost of mm-hmm. electric vehicles specifically for private car are on a higher end side while there are a lot of new vehicles that have been launched for a mid level customer segment right. uh, even here if you see mostly there are couple of two three manufacturers or makers who have the highest penetration for example tata almost right. have more than 65% market share in this so <laughs> many of the other make are still yet to come up with an ev what we understand is this is still under progress many of them have started trials and as we see electric vehicles being launched by other manufacturers which are top in ic 
they right. should catch up very quick so these are basically stats if we see globally also markets like china has already crossed around 20% of ev market share and right. with with the kind of things and the infrastructure changes that are happening in india this will soon become india as well crossing double digit soon right understood my god those are some very exciting stats that are surely going in favor of the ev segment but uh, i want to get slightly technical here we know that the normal petrol or diesel vehicles that ply on road are known as the ICE vehicles which we call the internal combustion engine vehicles right so evs are referred with that name primarily due to the source of energy which is they are operated through electrically charged batteries can you explain what are the major differences between an ev vehicle and an ICE vehicle sure sure sabri uh, marginal differences i would say but i would like to maybe take it point by point as right. you mentioned source being the major difference electrical vehicle uses batteries maybe right. this is lithium ion mainly as of now in india as right. the energy source while for an ICE vehicle it uses either a gasoline diesel petrol as the fuel type so the right. combustion or the main power source is the major difference right. another difference is transmission the kind of transmission system if you see in ev it is more a power trip. which is much simpler than an ICE powertrain to give a context or more detailed example while driving manual transmission cars or bikes the driver has to keep shifting gears based on the speed this is because the ICE engine can function with optimum efficiency at a certain range of rpm which is rotation per minute and ICE engine produces maximum torque at a low speed because at low speed you need to gain the speed and hence maximum torque or during the start of the vehicle when the speed is very low and right. eventually the torque reduces as the speed increases hence a multiple speed transmission system is needed while if you see in ev the motor produces a constant torque at all rpm therefore only single speed transmission system is required for evs right given this again comes from the source given the source of ev is constant it is available Uh, completely one of the reason why transmissions are different another factor if i have to considered maybe the weight of vehicle so ev right. if you see may have a slightly heavier curb weight and a different weight distribution across the vehicle than what an ICE because ICE will have a motor which is situate, situated and motor of an ICE will generally constitute the highest weight contribution within right. ICE vehicle while right. for electric vehicles it would be mostly the battery right. and hence you would see marginally difference in weight distribution depending on where the battery is fit it can be fit below and hence the distribution would be little bit similar to an ICE some of the OEMs fit it at the back some of the OEMs fit it at the front and hence you may see a little bit of difference right another factor to consider is obviously range generally EV range when i am talking range i am saying range it once the charging is full or let's say in case of electric vehicles the fuel tank is full you would see that ev generally will travel less 100 miles per charge let's say while an ic can travel longer distance right. without refilling so this right. is among the most important difference which is the range because for an ev you after some kilometers you may have to stop and charge it again which again is a time consuming process while for ICE it's just couple of minutes 5 minutes you can just refill it at any any petrol pump or gasoline pump which is another factor which is the refilling time 
or right. the charging time is higher it may range from 0.5 hours to 8 hours to get it fully charged while an ic has a shorter refilling time ev has a large battery bank that takes up much more space and weight while if you see ic it has a much smaller fuel tank which again takes up lot of less weight or less space so right. these are the major difference if you see within ev as well there are couple of variants i would say which is one is a what we call as a pure electric vehicle which only runs on electricity don't have right. any other source of energy for example you can take tata nexon ev a pure electric vehicle right obviously this is something that is helping us for both noise pollution as well as air pollution what we say or whatever government are planning for carbon footprint reduction this is what right. will really help another kind of evs that are commonly available are more of an hybrid vehicles which is runs on a combination of electricity and combustion fuel right this again will provide better fuel efficiency because it will use battery to enhance the fuel economy so these are the two kind of uh, evs that are available in market as of now the numbers or the discussions i am doing majorly is for pure electric vehicles understood mayor uh, so you explain the differences between an ev vehicle and ic vehicle quite well and from what i understand the primary difference that do exist between these two vehicles is primarily due to the source of energy which brings me to the next question then why do we need a separate motor insurance for ev vehicles can't the same existing motor insurance product be offered to an ev vehicle owner as well like what are some essential reasons that as an insurer you need to design a separate ev cover so this is a very good question i think and something which a lot of people around me also ask us. right <laughs> honestly we don't need a separate insurance as such the existing motor insurance is good enough however right. there are some risks which an ev may face where a separate kind of coverage may be required maybe i will just break the coverages that are provided in the motor insurance policy and discuss one by one right so the current existing motor insurance policy broadly covers third party accident insurance the tariff or the pricing for the same is regulated by a regulator irda and right. this is already given this is something that is common across both ic as well as an ev another cover is more of an personal accident insurance or compulsory personal accident insurance for an owner driver again this is a common cover for both and the third is own damage insurance right all three of these are generally covered in both ic as well as an ev however if you see for ev battery forms one of the major components in most of the makes that we have now it almost contributes 60% of the vehicle cost and if any major damage happens to battery currently given the scenario it may mean replacement of the same with a new one there are few models where even repairs are possible but if you understand what i am talking about is a damage to a particular part where 60% of vehicle cost has to be repaid also right. if you see existing own damage insurance as per the tariff set by regulator battery attracts a depreciation of 50% which again may result in a lower than actual claims payment to insured in an ic damages to battery use doesn't really used to happen or was very minimal because the battery was very low the cost of the battery was very low and hence 
50% depreciation on that may not be a big cost however right. for evs obviously this becomes a very big cost along with this obviously evs come up with additional accessories say the charger for example and even chargers for evs would be expensive given the existing od mainly covers the vehicle and the component inside it the losses to charger may not be covered charger that you are keeping into your parking or somewhere may not be covered and hence maybe the cost to any loss or damage to that maybe currently have to be borne by the insured again like i said this is also an expensive component cost almost couple of percent or more than that for and for a vehicle as a percentage of idv if i have to talk about additionally there are a lot of losses that we have seen common losses or common kind of claims that we see coming from electric vehicles specifically which is rat entry entry through open ports or consequential right. loss due to rat bite to wiring for example main wiring harness is cut due to rodden bite which leads mm-hmm. to a short circuit to the control module or right. there are couple of examples like rat entry in ac blower and getting stuck inside the blower unit which leads to further damage to the blower unit now these are generally excluded as per the indian motor tariff because the probability of this kind of accidents are very minimal in an ic however we have seen that in evs these kind of losses have come now these incidents like i said may not really happen or are very frequent in ic but these are common in evs as far as we have seen and given these all ifs and buts if i may so say so right. gives rise to a need of an additional add on to cater customer needs understood mayur i think you uh, explained quite well what are the additional risks that an ev vehicle typically carries so extending that uh, answer i want to understand things from an underwriting point of view as well like how is the pricing of these products being done or what are some of the challenges in pricing an ev insurance product because as you rightly said before the it's a new market right it's an evolving market i i see vehicles have existed for decades now but uh, this is a new segment so from an underwriting point of view how are you seeing the pricing right so conceptually or considerations consideration wise pricing concepts remain same for both right. ic and ev however as i explained the risk might be different the rating parameters might be different the experience claims experience that we are getting might be different and hence this needs to be backed in the pricing separately for an ev ev right. has seen journey of now more than 2 years uh, some of it being the covid period that we have seen while yeah. the actual experience that we are getting is credible for short term kind of losses which is let's say the own damage losses there is still time to get stable trends given right. multiple changes at oem and gaining claims handling experience at insurers and new models and oems launching new vehicles and so on right. every day you see or every week you see some or other evs getting launched with a very different kind of structure different kind of body and so on and hence pricing on day one is obviously basis a broad analysis and then it it goes to an experience based price right? some of the considerations that might have to be taken for pricing this are mostly the approach is simply what would be the expected frequency what would be the expected severity what is expected or what is maybe thought of is that maybe evs may end up to have a little higher severity right. majorly because 
these are expensive if you see model technology is abundant in evs including high capacity batteries advanced auto components and more so the idv or the showroom price generally is higher and the pricing generally depends on the showroom price or idv as as we say right, so correct, as yeah. the idv rises the premium may rise directly in proportion to the idv and hence the base premium for own damage may be a little higher if i only consider this also electric vehicle components are pricey so any fixing any replacement to such pricey or the battery that i talked about which is almost 60% will be an higher cost to company and hence this may also result for an higher severity also replacement versus repair in an ic there are a lot of components which gets replaced or repaired right. now repair yeah. will always save some money to insurance as well as to the customers right. however as of now given the kind of components or the technologies that are being used in evs many of the parts gets replaced which again is a higher cost to insurance company and given this is still a developing market we don't have as many mechanical experts as we have for ic if you see the servicing or repair of electric vehicles requires a very highly qualified mechanics the skilled right. workforce in india is currently smaller than it is for traditional car mechanics and due to this the cost of hiring a specialized mechanic the labor cost for repair or replacement may be higher so these are few things because of which we believe may, maybe the severity may end up to be higher than ic as i talked about these expensive components in ev and requirement of special mechanical experts severity may be higher for evs however it is expected that will come down over time with increase in infrastructure another thing is maybe it is expected that evs may have higher total losses claims for example many models battery contributes 60% of vehicle cost any accidental damage resulting to the battery or any floods water ingression resulting to a loss to battery which is almost 60% will be counted as a total loss and hence it is ex- it may be expected that this may be higher charges uh, there are other uh, things or other risk related to batteries which is battery running out of charge there are higher chances that an ev would have higher frequency for assistance services mainly due to vehicle stop owing to battery running out of charge the feedback that we were getting from claims team out one of the internal discussions we were having right. the expected incidence rate can go up to 20% for two wheeler electric vehicle because again given the minimum or a very constrained limit of how many kilometers you can go versus what is the level of battery charged it may happen that one may go out and get the battery discharged right another thing to consider is obviously manufacturing evolutions like i said while there are a lot of players who have started evs there are so many players who are yet to come into play given these are earlier days we have been observing various similar type of claims specific to make occurring due to some manufacturer defects at oem end while these are getting fixed along with experience this is something that we have seen in ev while what i have talked about is mainly own damage part the third party risk or will the third party be different for electric vehicles with respect to ic vehicle given more safety more control is yet to be seen because there is no credible industry experience given this is a long tail intimations take more time and so on right. however what is expected is battery for ev degrades with age and it may happen that uh, along with time the uses of an ev may decrease and hence maybe we can expect some lower frequency 
specifically for two wheeler where the policy period is five years effectively if i have to say with respect to price an ev may be higher to a range of 1.5 to 1.6 i am talking about the price of a vehicle right if you see tvs and torque versus tvs iq or take any equivalent ic model to an ev model right. the X showroom price is almost 1.5, 1.6 times higher. Uh, this is excluding subsidy that we have on EV. However, right. we will not see premium to be this high. The premium as a percentage of IDV will be within similar range or only lower for electric vehicles. Understood. Mayur, I want to talk about the EV insurance plan now. Just from a product point of view, can you explain what are some of the things that are similar in both IC and EV insurance product and what are some unique features or covers or add-ons that one can get in an EV insurance plan? Right. So. As I have mentioned a bit, the risk and EV phase marginally differs from an IC and hence it is important for an individual to ensure all the risks are covered comprehensively. Many companies are offering a separate add-on for EV to cover some of or most of this risk as mentioned and explained by me just now. Right. At Digit, we have launched an EV shield add-on which comprehensively covers losses to battery, which is the most important and expensive component for an EV. Mm -hmm. Additionally, we also have options to get the charger covered or panel covered. And one can also opt for a roadside assistance where which are specific services like replacing a discharge battery with a charged one in case it's a swappable or a mobile generator to charge a battery, etc. These are also available along with the other RSA components like any breakdown support, flat tire, towing, medical assistance, etc. Right. Uh, one can obviously visit our website or connect with our partners to understand in detail about this add-on coverages. So this is something that maybe customers should keep in mind while buying EV given the risk is different, given the costing at time of accidents may be different. It is very important that one has this add-on. Right. Uh, understood, Mayur. I want to leave you with just last one question. For someone who has an EV vehicle or is considering to buy one, from an insurance point of view, what are like three or four things he or she should keep in mind when buying an EV insurance plan? Right. So insurance would mitigate the risk for your vehicle and hence the risk coverage coverages should be in line with the actual risk one may face. The hmm. existing motor policy along with say an EV shield add-on or battery product add-on which lot of companies offers mm. would protect the losses arising out of general exclusions and this is something that should be kept in mind. Obviously all other add-ons like let's say a nil depth cover, RTI, key protect, tire protect etc are always preferred to expand the coverages. Right. So these are something that one should always consider that for a particular vehicle what are the inclusions and exclusions in the base and given the kind of risk for the driver you are what are the things that should be added or subtracted however obviously prevention is better than cure one right. should always take enough precautions to ensure no losses happen to vehicle we have right. seen people taking measures for the same like installing a theft prevention prevention sensors this can help in premium reduction subsequently through ncb or can get better pricing from insurance companies right away also if someone is driving less or believe is a safe driver one can opt for add-ons like pay as you drive where an additional discount is provided for driving less or may increase the voluntary deductible to reduce the premium effectively ev is still evolving and hope we achieve the benchmark set by Niti Aayog. 
with much higher penetration of EVs. With time, I am sure EVs will become affordable with battery production happening in India, components being manufactured in India, and availability of experts on larger scale. Understood. Thank you so much, Mayur. I'll let you go now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Insuring India podcast. Thanks, thanks, Abri. Thanks for having me. Pleasure being here. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and learned something new about this evolving segment of EV insurance. That's all on this episode, folks. Do subscribe to us to keep getting notified whenever we drop something new. Thank you, and see you next time.